The fourth hindrance is agitation and compulsion. These are my own choices for words to express this uh, psychic irritant. Frequently it's translated as uh, worry and flurry and a variety of people have taken a shot at translating it but when we get into the similes which will really express the core meaning of these words you will see why I chose agitation and compulsion. The first simile is the water simile. A man looks into water which is agitated by wind and the surface of the water is rippled, has waves, and he cannot see his reflection accurately as it is. We have to meditate on these similes, all aspects of them. They're incredibly well chosen, as we would expect from the Buddha. Now, what we see, the man is trying to see his own face without distortion in the water. He's not trying to see through the water necessarily, but he's seeing his own reflection, undistorted. But what is he trying to see in his own reflection? He is ultimately trying to see the truth about himself. A human is looking into themselves. This is what we do in meditation. We're reflecting into the reality of our very Inner, inner processes. At the same time, we also understand the, the world around us, the processes of the world around us. What is the man trying to see? He ultimately, if it's undistorted, he will see anicca, that is impermanence, dukkha, the unsatisfactory nature of existence, and anatta, the absence of self and this is the undistorted truth as we peer into ourselves we do not find a substantial self and this is where all the trouble arises from this self is uh, and its habits are the cause of this agitation and compulsion so what happens uh, if we turn if the wind is uh, reduced uh, we see that the the water the mind returns to its natural state which is serene and clear and free of distortion and so we can see that the wind is a highly energetic force and that disturbs the surface of bodies of water massive storms and down to the merest uh, breeze can distort the surface of water. And this gives us a clue also to the cure for this hindrance, which is the energy is turned up too high. So that's why I like the term agitation as the first description of this condition. And everybody can relate to it. This is uh, excessive energy and it is uncomfortable. Uh, it, it's impeding one's thinking processes and there's a level of distortion in there. So the next uh, simile is the 
um, one for servants and slaves and what we would in modern times we call employees. Now the this is where compulsion comes in. This agitated energy is commanding us and not allowing us to rest. It pushes us uh, into places we don't want to go. We're compelled by our own thinking processes. The activity of the mind is mm, reducing our own well-being and happiness. Uh, we, we feel that we are being commanded. So this is what I call compulsion. We, we of course, this uh, modern term of obsessive-compulsive disorder. One feels compelled by one's own inner voices to do repetitive actions, etc. The ordinary person also is, has compulsion in them. Uh, we talked previously about uh, lethargy and its opposite. So we have this also, this bipolar, manic, depressive uh, condition, of, which is uh, not the normal condition of ordinary people, but we ordinary people have a kind of a micro version of that. And so they have kind of a manic uh, distortion and a compulsive distortion. So when you see that uh, in uh, mental illness, it's exaggerated. But in the ordinary person, there's still compulsion. One is being compelled by whom? By, by the hindrances themselves, by one's lack of training one's lack of own understanding. So this is uh, as a one who would be released from such a, a cruel and uh, commanding master, a slave that is released from that would feel great joy in their freedom to go where they want, not to be have to endlessly uh, do what somebody else is commanding. This is the feeling when agitation subsides. So we, when it subsides, we return to this uh, beautiful state of freedom uh, to enjoy our serenity. How do we do this? First, the causes are excessive thinking. And when we're in this agitated state, there are certain things we, certain types of meditations we should probably avoid. And those are uh, reflective types of meditation. Investigation of Dhamma is probably not the best thing to be doing when you're in an agitated state. That's the time for pure serenity meditations. Tranquility, samadhi, equanimity. That is also a time when it's very good to be with somebody who's very calm, very dignified. They can slow you down. If you cannot get to be with another human who can do that, listen to a Dhamma talk being delivered in a measured way, that can, the voice of another can bring you into a different uh, frequency, uh, out of your agitated condition into a serene and steady constant state. So this is where energy has become agitation and has become out of control. It's a kind of a vibration in a machine. So we need to actually slow the machine down. So we're avoiding certain types of uh, meditative practices, recognizing that we need to uh, 
smooth out the agitation before we can profitably do investigations. Now, if you uh, undertake these uh, remedies for this agitation and compulsion, then you should feel a reduction in this excessive energy. And this is the remedy for this fourth of the hindrances.